This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. Please pray with me. Dear God in heaven, we ask you to join us here this morning, and we trust that having kept your promise, you are here among us. May my words be your words, and all of our thoughts your thoughts. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. You would think that doing what I do my television idols would be people like Joel Osteen or Charles Stanley or the impeccably named Creflo Dollar. You know, these preachers that everyone has heard of reaching millions of listeners week by week. And hey, a little private jet action every once in a while wouldn't be so bad either. But that's not actually who I idolize on TV. When I watch TV, my idols are people like the flip or flop couple, impending divorce notwithstanding, Um, Jonathan and Drew Scott, better known as the Property Brothers, and of course, Chip and Joanna Gaines from Fixer Upper. Chip Gaines is the man I'm thinking about when I look at myself in the mirror every morning and think about how I want to live my day. (laughs) I just want to be Chip Gaines for one day. Now, I think I've mentioned before that I'm totally addicted to these HGTV shows that these folks have. I myself am not handy at all in any way, so there's a lot of sort of wish fulfillment fantasy happening here when I watch these shows. I would love to be able to walk into a house, sort of point this way and that, move a few walls here and there, put the kitchen over in that other corner over there, and turn that rundown eyesore into the best house on the block. Are you ready for a fixer-upper? I desperately want to be able to say yes. But in truth, I'd settle for just being able to get my toilet to stop running. In fact, the only thing I can do without on these shows is the clients. They're always such a drag. The ladies always want bling. The guys always want a man cave. And they walk through these houses as though they're experts on architectural history, calling everything dated. The carpet, dated. The wood paneling in the den, dated. The kitchen layout, dated. I even saw one couple look out a window and call the view dated. (laughs) The property brothers, unfortunately, had to tell this poor couple that they weren't going to be able to update the clouds and the trees and the river that formed this house's beautiful backyard. Calling things dated is so dated. (laughs) And the the people can never see past the superficial layer of the house. They can never see past the surface of the fixer-upper. It's super annoying. They're always saying things like, oh, I don't think I could live here. That chandelier is terrible. And Chip and Joanna roll their eyes like, 
we're Chip and Joanna Gaines. You don't think we can switch out a chandelier? You better buckle up because we're taking this thing back to the studs. And it's that idea, that seeing past the superficial and going down to the studs, moving from acute fixer-upper to a total gut job. It's that idea that John is getting at as he writes these opening paragraphs to his first letter. When he says, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light... As he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, I can't hear this interplay between darkness and light without thinking of these home renovation shows. Maybe you're not like that, but I bet the realtors and contractors among us know what I'm talking about. That first walk through with a client... When the house seems like a cute fixer-upper with just a few tweaks needed here and there, that first walkthrough is all about darkness. Now, it seems like it's about light because it's such a hopeful time, right? A happy time. The realtor's making all sorts of extravagant promises about ensuite bathrooms and home offices, walk-in closets, and game rooms just for the kids. But it's really about darkness Because no one knows anything yet. No one's opened up any walls, pulled up any carpets. All the scary stuff is still hidden. They don't know anything. The superficial stuff is all the client is talking about because the superficial stuff is all they can see. The carpet, the chandeliers, the furniture. Then... Liking what they see, they sign on the dotted line, make the commitment, and then there's that great turning point in the show, it's demo day. And it's on demo day that the light comes shining in. What was hidden is now revealed. The walls are opened up and the carpets are pulled back and the truth is never pretty. Oh, wait, there's mold behind the baseboards in three separate rooms. The subfloor is paper thin and will need to be completely replaced. The wall that you were going to remove that was going to give you that open concept that was the whole reason you bought the house is actually load-bearing and you're going to need to have a post in the middle of your living room. When the light comes in and the truth is revealed, it's a disaster. The cute fixer-upper has become a total gut job. The God we worship, says John, is a God in whom there is no darkness at all. He is light, pure, holy, righteous. And this is the light's first job. Demo day. The light's job is to reveal the damage, 
show you just how bad everything is, just what a pickle you've gotten yourself into. And it's worse than your worst fears. Last Friday, that light in whom there is no darkness at all shone on Peter as he denied his friend and savior three times. The revelation of his faithlessness shocked him and he wept like a broken man. He wasn't, as it turned out, a fixer-upper in need of just a few tweaks here and there. Peter was a total gut job. When the light of Almighty God, the light in whom there is no darkness at all, shone on him, he was demoed. He was laid bare. And he wept. Today, it's Thomas's turn. When the resurrected Jesus appears to the disciples, Thomas isn't there. And when they say they've seen him, when they say that the reports that the women who went to the tomb brought back are actually true, Jesus is alive, Thomas simply can't believe it. He won't believe it, in fact. Jesus may have promised that he'd come back, and now his kept promise has been corroborated by more than a dozen witnesses, but Thomas still finds himself saying no. Not unless I put my finger in the marks in his hands and my hand in the wound in his side. Only then will I believe. A week later, the disciples are again in a room and Jesus comes in. The light comes in. The light in whom there is no darkness at all shines on Thomas. Now, he thought he was a fixer-upper. After all, it's not so unreasonable to ask for a little proof, is it? But then if I'm Thomas, when Jesus walks into that room through the locked door, if I'm Thomas, my shoulders slump. Because it wasn't just that I wanted proof. It's that I didn't believe him. The light has shone on me and revealed my faithlessness. I am laid bare, revealed. I am a total gut job. Like I said, this is the light's first job, to reveal the damage. It does its work on each and every one of us. We confess week by week, as we'll do in a minute, that we have not done those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we have not, ought not to have done. We cry out for mercy, admitting in public that we are not fixer-uppers. We, like Peter and Thomas before us, are total gut jobs. The law that perfect and holy reflection of God's holy light is doing its revealing work. And the problem is much worse than you feared. Your house, your life, is a disaster. 
But the light of God is not done with you yet. The great evangelist Jack Miller's greatest quote is good news to devastated total gut jobs like us. Cheer up, says Miller. You're a worse sinner than you ever dared imagine. And you're more loved than you ever dared hope. You're a worse sinner than you ever dared imagine. And you're more loved than you ever dared hope. And this is where, thank God, the light of the God we worship is better news than the light of Demo Day on HGTV. The first step is the same, to reveal the depth of the problem. You and I, we're not cute fixer-uppers. We, like Peter and Thomas, need to be taken down to the studs. But Demo Day on HGTV just leaves you there wrecked and wondering how it can ever be put together again. After Demo Day, there's nothing to be done on HGTV except roll up your sleeves and get to work. Sure, you've got the help of some experts, but you've got months and months of tough labor and many more thousands of dollars than you planned on spending in your future. And that's just for a house. We're talking about your life. Forget about it. Demo day is just the beginning. But it is not so with our God. If we walk in the light, says John, And by the way, we sure don't have much choice about that, do we? The light has shone on us. We are revealed. If we walk in the light, says John, like Peter and Thomas, the light has shone. All our failings, all our faithlessness, all our sin has been revealed. There is nowhere for us to hide. But... Now that we have been laid bare, now that we are walking in the light, whether we like it or not, and we don't, now that we are walking in the light, what does John say? We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Cheer up. Though you're a worse sinner than you ever dared imagine, So is the person sitting to your right and the person sitting to your left. So is your parent or your child. So is your boss or your employee. So is your best friend and the person you can barely look at. You have fellowship with them. We are all laid bare. We sinners, exposed, demoed, By the light of Almighty God, the one in whom there is no darkness at all, have fellowship with one another. And we, washed by the blood of Christ, have been cleansed from all sin. This is the light into which we welcome Lucas this morning. A terribly revealing light. Yes, it's demo day, kid. But finally, a redeeming light. 
in Christ, Demo Day is Redemption Day. Our destruction, and it was total, was laid on Jesus' shoulders and his perfection given to us. As he breathed his last, the veil of the temple was torn in two, and the holiness divide keeping us from God was removed forever. We have Christ's light now. Though we, like Thomas, have been laid bare, revealed, exposed, demoed, it is to us that Jesus comes, just as he came to Thomas, wounded hands extended, pierced side exposed. Jesus doesn't leave us at demo day, so our shoulders don't have to slump. Instead, we can welcome his arrival. We've already been destroyed. Now we are being redeemed. Because Jesus doesn't just hand us a pair of gloves and a crowbar and say, get to work, and sits down to help us rebuild our lives, because he instead gives us a new home, his home, because Demo Day in Christ is Redemption Day, we get his deserved dwelling place as beloved child of God in whom there is no darkness at all. Because of all this, we can, like Thomas, reach out our hands and feel the nail marks in his and see the wound in his side and know what he has done for us. And so we can say with Thomas in reverence instead of fear, my Lord and my God. Amen.